This is your week, your news for the week of July 23rd, 2023. My name is Ryan Pluckelman. Uh, We've heard your comments. We've heard what you really wanted. And you said you wanted more Ryan and more Chris because you can't get enough of us in those ClarksvilleNow.com commercials. So there is only one other person on this episode of Your Week, Your News, (laughs) and that would be Chris Smith, because we're going to give you what you want. Ryan. (laughs) Hey, Chris. (laughs) Should we start every story? Hey, Chris. Uh, There we go. Exactly. Um, I had a gentleman reach out to me on Facebook. I want to get his name right. I, I was yesterday, I was at home. Just scrolling, and I got a message on my personal Facebook page. Right. And this is from a, a wonderful gentleman named Joshua Van Hooser. And Josh wanted to just that reach out. familiar. Want to reach out and let me know that he really enjoys the Ryan and Chris comedy duo in the ClarksvilleNow.com mm-hmm. commercials. So, yeah, yeah. You know, I was thinking, um, I think I'm drawing sort of a subliminal inspiration from Burton Ernie. <laughs> you know, I grew up on that stuff. So I think that's really sort of framing. Every uh, every commercial that I end up writing on that. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. It's a burden earning. Well, issue. you just ruined it now. People think we improvise those things. <laughs> no, they're actually written down. But anyway, uh, Chris will be joining us, the editor-in-chief of ClarksvilleNow.com. These are the biggest stories on ClarksvilleNow.com from this past week. Well, it's funny that you mentioned biggest because we are about to get a huge uh, VA clinic. Really? Yes. Uh, Clarksville is going to get a new VA clinic that is six times bigger than the existing facility. Now, the existing facility is the one that's by the YMCA, right? Yeah, it's on Weatherly Drive. Okay, and so off of Memorial, mm-hmm. you'll see it there off of Weatherly Drive and Memorial right there on the corner. Not the biggest building. We're about to get something six times that size? Six times that size. So that building, let me see if I can find it while I'm talking here. Uh, that building opened in 2018. Um, and it was uh, it's forty thousand square feet. Now it was open, but to serve the needs of uh, the military community in Clarksville, yeah, yeah. you know, think oh that'll be plenty big. Oh no, this is uh, going to be much bigger. This one is going to be. This is probably just you and me doing this. Is I've got to like, get, find have, the. Do you want me to do the math here? Hang on, <laughs> I got to get my calculator app open here. Okay, because you said it's going to be six times six bigger, times, right? Six times forty thousand. So hang on, forty thousand. <laughs> There's like eight million math teachers saying <laughs> you are Hold pulling on. out your phone. Hold on to calculate. I'm married to a math <laughs> six teacher. Six times forty thousand. My wife is a math teacher. <laughs> Uh, it is 240,000 yes, square yes. feet. Roughly. It's yeah, actually roughly. Two, yeah. It's a 235,000 technically. Give or yeah, take. Yeah. Give or take. Yeah. So a 235,000 square foot VA clinic and they're keeping the other one. So this isn't like replacing. This is an additional VA clinic. The um, existing VA clinic is going to be used for things like physical therapy. Mm-hmm. And this one's going to have a whole bunch of other services that the current one doesn't offer. Who was in charge of guesstimating how big the building had to be that we build something that's six times too small in 2018? <laughs> like, ah, you know, we don't need that much space. This is Clarksville. There's no veterans here. Wrong. There's veterans everywhere. Yeah, yeah. And um, part of it is, I think, just the incredible growth in our mm-hmm. VA population. Yeah. Um, and part of it was the PACT Act, which passed last year by um, Congress, so the federal government um, basically is pouring $5.5 billion into building 31 new VA clinics across the nation oh, okay. uh, through the Department of Veterans Affairs. And there are, uh, of the, the facilities, the 31 facilities are going to be in 19 states uh, with three sites in Tennessee, uh, one in Cookville, one in Nashville, and this one in Clarksville. So now you know the answer. So when you've commented, who's paying for this? 
Mm-hmm. You are with your tax dollars. That's right. Well worth it, though. Yeah, yeah, this is a good use of taxpayer money, I'd say, um, considering the high needs of veterans. And it's been a notorious problem, at least over the past 15 years or so, where veterans are trying to get care at the clinics yeah. in Dover and in Clarksville mm-hmm. and at Fort Campbell, and they're, they're just not get able to get seen soon enough. And so this will address a lot of those problems that, that we owe to our veterans. Yeah. Do we know yet when they expect this facility to open? Let's find out. So um, I can imagine it's a ways away. You can't build 240,000 square feet in a weekend. You know, and it's funny. That's one of the things that um, the people, I think, get frustrated by. And they'll, they'll contact me and saying, what happened? Six months ago, you announced that this was going to be built. And why isn't it built yet? Well, the plans haven't even been drawn up yet. You know, they announce it. It's like building a house. <laughs> you know, <it's> like, <laughs> these things get announced. Right, and right. then a year later, they're finished with the design and engineering and the land right. studies. Yeah. And then a year after that, they finally start moving earth. So these things take a while. Or maybe Chris is just making all this up. Uh, it could be. <laughs> that, that could absolutely be the case. Or I could be hallucinating all of this. Um, so the... Uh, ClarksvilleNow.com, your community, your news, or Chris's hallucinations. Who knows? <laughs> um, so this new multi-specialty clinic is scheduled to open in 2027. All right. Uh, the VA clinic would not see patients until 2028. It's going to be a while, folks. It's going to be a while. Five years. Yeah. These are going to be the veterans who are just now entering service. <laughs> right. right, right. <laughs> All of you fresh butter bars, lieutenants, yeah. and specialists on Fort Campbell, this will be ready for you when you decide to retire. Exactly. Um, so, yes, yeah, so that's some good news um, going on in our community. And, um, Very good. Yeah. 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 And um, honestly, it's something that's way overdue. We have such a huge veteran population here. And I know a lot of times they had to go many other places. So, yes, it's going to take five years to get this done. But a very good thing coming to Clarksville before you know it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, so then uh, uh, in a completely unrelated story, um, crypto. So do you, do you invest in crypto, Ryan? I do not invest in crypto. And here's why. I don't know where to buy it. And so I remember when the crypto boom kind of happened and mm-hmm. people were talking about Bitcoin, 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 Bitcoin. Yeah. I thought, because every time you see a story about Bitcoin, a stock photo is used of a gold coin that has a B mm-hmm. and a dollar sign through it. Yeah. I thought that's what Bitcoin was. I was like, so you have to buy a gold coin with a B on it? Mm-hmm. And I couldn't figure out where to get it. Well, it turns out... That is not cryptocurrency. Somebody came up with a fake gold coin because when they were trying to do a story about (laughs) cryptocurrency and Bitcoin, they couldn't make it make sense to anybody. So they had to make a fake coin that everybody uses for a stock photo. It's something to do with computer mining or whatever. Um, It's fake money that's unregulated by the government. Mm -hmm. It's wildly unpredictable. When it came out, if you bought like one Bitcoin, like now it'd be worth like $600,000 or something, or next next week it's worth 30 cents. It is incredibly volatile. You can't buy it on Charles Schwab. I've tried. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) It's about as reliable as Beanie Babies as an investment, I would say. All I know is I'm, I'm, I have my I think that's what the B stands for. The B stands for Beanie Babies. It does. Yeah. And so I'm sitting there on my Charles Schwab app trying to get a hold of a like chat with an advisor. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, how do I buy Bitcoin? And I yeah. can almost hear his eyes roll <laughs> in, the, in the chat in the chat window. Yeah. And he's like, you can't buy that. on Hey, here. Raymond James, <laughs> I want to invest my entire IRA in Bitcoin because a friend of mine told me it is really, really super reliable. You know, uh, there's the listen. 
The Edward Jones and Charles Schwab Christmas parties are filled with drunken advisors talking about the idiots who called them trying to buy Bitcoin. Yeah. <laughs> so here's how it can go horribly, horribly wrong. Um, have you ever considered investing in something called the blessings of God through crypto investment fund? I will tell you what. <laughs> blessings. Red of, flag. Let me say that again. Blessings of God through crypto. That is the organization that these people invested in. Red flag number one. Mm -hmm. I am not investing in anything called blessings of God through crypto. Right. Red flag number one. Yeah, because there's like three red flags just in that name alone. Right, exactly. Right yeah. Exactly. I don't know. Listen, I, I've not met the Lord yet. Mm -hmm. At some point I will. I don't think he's got a whole lot of investment into cryptocurrency. I could yeah. be wrong. Could be wrong. But I have a feeling that the divine creator of the universe is not, not going on the dark web to buy crypto. Right. <laughs> So, yeah, uh, we, we got an announcement uh, this week that was uh, sent out a news release by the Federal Commodity Futures Trading Commission, which filed a complaint uh, in the U.S. District Court of Middle T District of uh, in the U.S. District Court for the Middle District of Tennessee. Sorry. Against two local uh, real estate agents um, who basically defrauded over 100 people of six million dollars. Holy cow. Yeah. Six million dollars um, in this scheme that was called Blessings of God through crypto. Um, here's the sad thing. So of that six million dollars, um, let's see. Let me find the breakdown. Over four million of that six million in pool funds um, was quickly, instead of being invested, as they said it would be. Yeah was quickly transferred to a variety of digital wallets outside the control of the defendants oh. and are now beyond recovery. So apparently they were working with somebody. Maybe they got scammed by this person. I don't know. But they handed over $4 million of the $6 million, and that went out into digital wallets. Right. So a digital wallet is exactly what it sounds like. That's somebody's personal bank account that is not an investment that is not going into like a, a pool fund right right investment that's the problem right. with crypto you know so another approximately one million dollars of this money um according to the federal government uh went to pay the real estate agent's own personal debts and to purchase various items like jewelry and an all-terrain vehicle um, what so kind of all-terrain vehicle are you buying is going to cost near a million dollars gold-plated maybe maybe Covered it's in a G covered wagon, in, I covered guarantee those gold it's a G wagon, Bitcoin things. I guarantee you. Um, so anyway, so essentially the the news release called it a Ponzi like setup, um, and we've uh, we're going to have a follow up to the story. We've talked to some people in the past few months when, who basically they they presented us with information about it, but there wasn't really a way to move forward right, because it right. was under investigation and it was a little nebulous what was really going on. Um, but one of them, I've seen a transcript of, you know, texts going back and forth and, um, it was essentially, you could see where they were trying to get more people in, you know, and Hey, I've just sent you $50,000. Can I now get this person in? And, right. you know, and then at the end of the text chain, it's, um, I don't want to do this anymore. I want to pull out. I want to take my money out and you know, nothing, there's no way to take your money out. I wonder how many of the people that were bamboozled by this pair of realtors, Mm -hmm. um, were elderly. Don't know. Or people that had invested what mm -hmm. they thought was going to be their retirement mm -hmm. with these charlatans. Yeah. One guy we talked to basically, um, he emptied out his 401k oh. and gave him a hundred thousand dollars. 
It's, it's just it's really sad. You no, know, and, and we've been we've been laughing about it, you know, because it's easy and I will say this, it is easy in hindsight to look back and say there's no way that the blessings of God through crypto was a legit thing. But we're also looking at it with 2020 exactly. hindsight. Exactly. If you've got somebody that you know and that you trust, right. they're saying, hey, listen, I made $50,000 last month on this thing. Why don't you invest your money and you can do the same? You know, it's a lot easier to fall for that. A con game is short for what? Confidence game. Mm-hmm. The yeah. whole thing is building your confidence. These two had some trust with some folks Maybe they'd worked with them in the past and they were able to more to to, uh, you know, leverage that trust into getting people to part with their life savings and then to use religion into that. Mm -hmm. They should be ashamed of themselves. Um, And I hope I hope, hope, hope they spend a very long time in federal prison. Mm -hmm. Every single one of their assets is liquidated and it won't cover what the people have lost. Um, to this scheme, yeah, yeah. but they should at least get something in return. These folks should have nothing to their name. Yeah, assuming they, that all of this is, is right, true, it's, right? Exactly. Know. That's why we're not dropping names here. We're, yeah. You know, there's there's sixteen hundred realtors in Clarksville. <laughs> you, you know, figure it out that way. But no, yeah. and that's it's just right. You think it's red flags? I'll, I'll it's it's easy to to point fingers and it's easy mm-hmm. to laugh like we did but then you stop and you go my god people have lost everything mm-hmm. yeah and it's that's got to be devastating and this happens on so many levels you know this one is crypto but you know we hear about this every now and then from you know people say oh i just sent you know my grandma just sent $800 to or $800,000 to the sheriff's defense league.com right. you know right. thinking that it was a legitimate fundraiser you know that that happens all the time it's always one of those things where it's something that your mom or your grandma or your dad told you if it sounds too good to be true it is mm-hmm. and i know you want to and it, it kind of plays on that fear that we all have of will we have enough money to retire because mm-hmm. we all look at the generations ahead of us and go like man retirement seems nice and then mm-hmm. you realize that to do that requires a lot and so that fear of, will I have enough? And then someone comes along and says, oh, you're never going to believe these returns yeah, on yeah. crypto. I can turn your $60,000 into $500,000 in a couple of years and you'll be set. Mm-hmm. You know, if yeah. you can't hang up the phone and say, you know, I will call you back. If you cannot hang up the phone and go talk to your banker mm-hmm. and ask your banker's advice on whether this is a good idea, don't do it. Yeah. I think it's one of those you things know? where if you're told you have to do it now, that's mm-hmm. a, that's a scam. So yeah. Man, I hope they get some sort of resolution. What else? can you imagine? Yeah. Can you imagine the process? And then all of a sudden you're like, yeah, it sounds fishy. I want my money out. And then to be ghosted. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Heartbreaking. Yeah. Yeah. Heartbreaking. It's hard enough to, to save for retirement and then something like this. I know. know. Yeah. Um, so uh, let's see. Did you guys talk uh, last week while I was out? I didn't get a chance to listen to the, uh, the podcast you last didn't? week. I'm sorry. I normally do. I'm normally really I'm good about that. I'm ashamed of you. I'm sorry. How dare you? I really am sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Next thing you know, so, you're going to be selling people on crypto. Yeah, yeah. Um, did you guys talk about the uh, historic home that was We did forward? not. Oh, okay. So are you familiar with the Dunlop House on Madison Street? I am not familiar with the okay. Dunlop if you, House uh, on Madison Street. If you're driving Street. into town and you drive past on Madison Street, drive past University Avenue. Okay. And you go past that fancy, I say new, but it was built like 15 years ago, um, Workforce Essentials. Um, yeah, it's a good looking building. building. Yeah. 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 Oh, it's the one that's right next to it. I've never known it's called mm-hmm. the Dunlop Mansion, but I've yeah. I've ran past it a bunch of times. Yeah, despite that there's a, a huge sign in front of it that says Dunlop I'm Mansion. I'm not <laughs> reading the signs when I'm running like, oh, hey, look, that's the Dunlop Mansion. 
<laughs> Listeners of this podcast, this will make sense to you. It's right down the road from the apartment complex with the fake windows. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. There you go. That's where it's yeah. at. If you're used to, yeah. Huh. Um, so this is a, an old, old, old house. One of the more interesting, unique houses. It has a green roof. If you're, um, it's the one that's a brick with a green roof. It has the uh, stone arches in yeah. front of it. Yeah. Um, so the current owner, um, George Terrell, uh, requested permission to demolish the house on behalf of the buyer, um, Jennifer Willoughby, um, who owns the uh, apartment complex across the street. I look at that nice new looking, yeah. um, uh, white one with the black trim with the gas station yeah. kind of built around. Is be- I think it's a beautiful building. It is a beautiful building. I've heard people complain about it, but I think it's fantastic. What would you rather have? People are people want to complain. Everyone's an architect. <laughs> I really wish it would have been Art Deco because that would have fit better with the <laughs> with the, the, the mid century right. modern. Get out of here! <laughs> it's a nice looking building. It is. It's a beautiful they took building. That gas station and turned it into a cafe. Yeah, it's a nice little bicycle. What well, would you yeah. rather have there, folks? Some old dilapidated buildings or some nice looking apartment yeah, buildings? Exactly. And they so, ain't cheap, so you know that it's you know yeah. So the uh, so I. You know, I, I don't, I don't totally understand the motivations here, but um, apparently the plan or what the desire on the part of the the, buy, the buyer and the uh, current owner is to tear down the Dunlop house yeah. and put apartment complex there. Okay. Um, but uh, so the histor- people in the historic society and historic commission you know, up in arms about this and, and really rallied. And it's one of those times when there is a contingent of people in Clarksville, older Clarksvillians who mm-hmm. know the history of this community. They've been yeah. living here since they were babies. Yeah. And if they find, if you threaten to take down a building like that, they come out of the woodwork and they are <laughs> relentless. Yeah. And they've got some clout and some some power. And that's what happened here was um, the proposal was that this building was going to be torn down and people just went ballistic. And um, they uh, showed up at the meeting where this was going to be decided, the uh, historic zoning commission meeting. Um, and they basically unanimously voted against allowing the demolition. Okay, so here's where I come in on this. Mm-hmm. This guy owns his property. Right. Terrell mm-hmm. is his name. If he wants to tear down what he owns and build something else on the property that he owns, he should be allowed to do that. He's the owner of that property. That's not like an 80s movie where some bad corporation's coming in and they're threatening the rec center. It's yeah. this it's his own personal property. Yeah, and and that is a reasonable argument. However, the, I think there's also a response. The, the reason that this historic zoning commission exists is to prevent Clarksville from being paved and turned into, you know, um, a bunch of modern. Like, well, imagine if we had had something like this in the 1970s when tearing down old, beautiful 1800s buildings right. was all the rage and replacing them with crap 1970s and 60s architecture, which is now considered blight. Right. You know, so yeah. we've got to do something to protect these historic structures. Um, otherwise, we end up with a bunch of ugly brick boxes instead of, for example, the Montgomery County Courthouse downtown so and, and, that the, it may and turn the museum into- the, across the street, the yeah. federal building right. Uh, right there. So these these historic buildings need some kind of protection. I think it's in the community's interest to preserve the history of the community. I agree. And you have to have some of those. I mm-hmm. think you, 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 you protect certain uh, residents of importance, right? Like the Trahern mm. Mansion has been designated yeah, right. as a as a place of importance and various other government buildings. But when's the last time you went to the Dunlop House? It's been a private building. I mean, it's been right. so, it's like somebody's house, exactly. You know. Um, now their argument is it's been on the. They've been trying to sell it for fifteen years and nobody will buy it. 
Um, other people are saying, well, I didn't know it was for sale. I would have bought it. And then, you know, I don't know what yeah, happened there. Right. Did um, not have a for sale sign up front? No, apparently not. <laughs> um, and then there's also been arguments, well, is it salvageable? You know, yeah. can you actually renovate? Um, you know, I think Bob Villa could, could knock that out in a weekend. This old house. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but you know, so there's debate about how, how sound is the structure. And right. one of the problems is that the, um, the people who have the proposal didn't really have information about that. They hadn't really done their homework on it. So, so basically they're sitting in that council and the council's going like, Hey, real quick, is this place salvageable? And they're like, uh, uh, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So now this could end up, you know, not be the last step if they wanted to file some sort yeah. of legal action. It might keep going, but um, but yeah. So it it, it was just uh, interesting to me to see everybody turn out like that. I remember looking back after the historic courthouse. Yeah, uh, the plan was to tear that down. Yeah, and there were photos in the Leaf Chronicle, like the week that that was being talked about, of just hundreds of people lining downtown in front of the courthouse with signs and picketing yeah. and yelling and bullhorns just furious about the idea of tearing down the uh, old courthouse so this I, this kind of thing erupts every well, now i agree and it's, it's, yeah. it's a fine line right you want to maintain a city's character through mm-hmm. the classic architecture and the buildings downtown yeah but you also want to make sure that you're not hindering progress and i mm-hmm. understand you probably don't want a apartment complex sitting on there with fake windows on the side mm-hmm. you know you want something a little bit nice and that's where you can kind of have that balance of we have there's got to be like a there's got to be a line a threshold of where mm-hmm. a building becomes historically significant mm-hmm. and needs to be protected and it's or it's just an old building mm-hmm. and what is the line between historically significant yeah. and just an old building yeah yeah and you're right about personal property rights i mean you know if somebody tried to tell if i was trying to sell something so i could give my kids an inheritance i was tired of paying property taxes on a really old historic building and nobody right. would buy it and you kind of get trapped right you know so uh, yeah, that's not exactly the situation here, I don't think. But, no, no. Because George Terrell owns a lot of property downtown, so it's... Um, You're going to hang on to this one a little bit longer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a hard sell. So, yeah, we'll see where that goes. Maybe somebody will buy it and renovate it. It's, you know, uh, buildings in worse shape than that are currently under renovation all along Madison Street. Yeah, you're actually right. There is a whole lot of, of rough buildings, and it's a huge, it's a huge house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a lot of stuff to renovate. But, mm-hmm. Yeah. This old house. Yeah. Let's get Bob Vila and Norm Abram on the phone. <laughs> um, all right. This is kind of cool. Um, a 15-year-old from Clarksville uh, landed a role in The Outlaws on Netflix. Have you seen this? I have not seen The Outlaws. I mm-hmm. have seen that Pierce Brosnan is in it. Mm-hmm. So there's a Clarks- James Bond fame. Yeah. There's a Clarksville. <laughs> That's my connection to Pierce yeah, Brosnan. There's a Clarksville kid in a movie with Pierce Brosnan. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ellen Barkin and Adam Devine. Nobody knows who Adam, Adam Devine, he's kind of that, he's in every movie, but you wouldn't know his name. I I recognize his name, but I'm blanking on what I've seen him in. Yeah. Ellen Barkin, you've seen her in a lot of great things, but Pierce Brosnan, he's Pierce Brosnan. Yeah. Yeah. You know, (laughs) he's James Bond for crying out loud. Yeah, exactly. Um, But this is kind of neat. You never know when uh, people like this are just hanging out in your community. My wife had him. Oh, really? In her class in seventh grade. Yeah. Yeah. Richview. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so his name is John Wesley Randall. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he plays Aaron in the uh, comedy adventure movie on Netflix, The Outlaws. Um, he's also appeared in the movie 5,000 Blankets. So he's oh, already one of your been. your favorites? I have no idea what that is. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot on Netflix I haven't seen. That is yeah, a, got the 5, that is a deep yet. well to draw from. Um, but anyway, so that's, that's two feature length films that, uh, yeah. that he's been in. He's only 15 years old. That's when I was fantastic. 15 years old, 
Guess how many movies I was in when I was 15 years old? Zero. Zero. Yeah. Yeah. Same here. I was in zero. Zero movies. I was not making movies at 15. I was making trouble. Yeah. And yeah. so were you. Same here. Yeah. Uh, th- th- I was yeah doing a lot of things I should not have been doing. <laughs> um, <laughs> things we will not talk about on this podcast, everybody. Yeah. I think when I was 15, I got, I got in trouble for wearing pajamas to gym class. <laughs> This should tell you, there's two things that have taught you a lot about Chris Smith Uh in this episode of the podcast. Number one is that he got in trouble for wearing pajamas to gym class when he was 15 years old. The other one, he travels in circles where people talk to him and complain about architecture downtown. Mm -hmm. That sums up Chris Smith. Yeah, that's it. That's it. (laughs) What What did you have to do? When you got in trouble, did you have to go to detention? Yeah, I had to run laps. <laughs> in and, your pajamas. Uh, and, and bunny slippers and a bathrobe. <laughs> yeah. That's fantastic. I was not alone. My, my friend Bud uh, joined me. And, and I think he was actually the one wearing the bunny slippers. What did you just It was two, a conspiracy. Did the two of you just decide to do yeah. that together? We, we would see, <laughs> to see what would happen. Just as a, on a lark, we thought, you know, instead of showing up in gym shorts and we would show up in pajamas and see what happened. You know, every parent has that fear of getting the, the school calling them and their, their child doing something horrible that got them mm-hmm. in trouble. Your parents picked up the phone one day. <laughs> Hello, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Yes, this is principal so-and-so down at the school. Yeah, Chris got in some serious trouble today. What did he do? He wore pajamas to gym class. <laughs> Not he was, um, you know, smoking uh, crack in the bathroom or, you know. No, right, right. Be- beat somebody up for their no, uh, their no. lunch money. No. No. Wore no. pajamas. Wore pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> That's when your parents hang up and go, That's all right. Yeah. You got, you had run laps. He's fine. Yeah. He's yeah. fine. The humiliation of running So, yeah. Laps so, everybody, that's your homework assignment for this weekend. Watch The Outlaws. Yeah. I, I think it's. The story is, if I'm right, because I've seen the trailer. Okay, is uh, Adam Devine plays what he typically plays, which is kind of a nerdy, you know, young feller who gets engaged to this woman, and he meets her parents, okay. and her parents are suspected bank robbers. Ah. so Pierce Brosnan, this is a real stretch, folks. He plays a handsome bank robber, much like he mm. played in the Thomas Crown Affair, a handsome. Bank robber. Yeah. And Ellen Barkin is his with a, beautiful bank robber wife. Yeah. With his elegant uh, accent and everything. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Cool. Is this based on a true story? I don't know. I don't <laughs> think so. It didn't look like, because you know, you can tell in a trailer for a movie if something's based on a true story mm-hmm. or not, because they'll play that like gentle piano music. No, mm-hmm. this seems like it was a comedy made up by somebody. Yeah. yeah. But hey, great. There's a Clarksville kid in it. Go watch yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. So it was talking about earlier is it's, it's neat to just suddenly find out that, oh, this this kid that you thought was just some other kid in the class right. actually has been doing all this crazy, mm-hmm. you know, stuff heading toward national acclaim. And we've seen this before. And, um, you know, of course, having with Haven Madison right, and, right. Um, you know, with this kid. And there's been a couple of other actors that I've heard of over the years that have you just suddenly find out, oh, that's why you were gone for like a month. You were in Hollywood filming a friggin' feature-length film, right. you know? There was a, there's a guy from Clarksville that uh, is in that movie Mayor of Kingstown, or mm-hmm. the TV yeah. show on Paramount+. Plus. Mm-hmm. And of course, DJ Pryor, the comedian, is mm-hmm. doing some great things from Clarksville. So there's a lot of, I missed one or two. Don't get mad. I can't name all of them off the top of my head. But yeah, there's <laughs> been a lot of really exciting uh, yeah. things coming from Clarksville. You're right, you're like... Where have you been? Oh, you're you're in that show. Yeah. Yeah, so that's that's really cool. And there's another one. 
Uh, Clarksville area teenage musician signs with an LA music label. You're her- saying this is old. This is this is a Haven Madison story. Wrong. No, this is Sadie Fine. Yeah, uh, Sadie Fine is 17 years old. Uh, she's been playing music around Clarksville, Nashville since she was 13. Mm-hmm. Uh, she is also a Clarksville high graduate. Right. Um, what is in the water in Clarksville High School? Where here we are. It's the summer of 2023, and Clarksville High School has produced not one, mm-hmm. but two artists who have just signed major record deals. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. What are the odds of that? And I wonder how much of it is that our proximity to Nashville and the music industry, and we're maybe getting more families um, here that have those music city connections. Um, I don't know. If that could be part of it. So I remember um, years ago, um, gosh, when a friend of our, a woman that I worked with um, at the Hendersonville uh, Star. Mm-hmm. Was that the right? I can't remember the name of the paper. No one cares. It was Just a weekly continue. newspaper. <laughs> weekly newspaper. The, the news guy is like stumbling over I his think thoughts. He's wrong. It's not the Herald Star. And, and the radio guy is like, will you stop it and just talk? <laughs> Get to the <laughs> point. <laughs> anyway, I worked with a reporter who interviewed a very young Taylor Swift when she was either 14 or 16 years yeah, old. Yeah. And it was like one of her first interviews. Yeah. And, um, you know, she just sat, sat in Taylor's house talking to her about her cat. And yeah, Taylor Swift was there talking about, you know, oh, it's so exciting. I'm going to sing the national anthem at the you know ballpark next week. And, you know, and now, you know, of course, she's got that interview printed out. And, you know, the reporter yeah. does. She's like, I interviewed Taylor Swift. Of course, it was then. big. Um, yeah. Being the program director of Q108, it's one of my men, one of my many jobs here. And one of the benefits of that is. You know, Sadie Fine, this was but a year ago or something, mm-hmm. just emailed me out of the blue and she had a great new song out. And she's like, will you play this on Q108? It is a good sounding song. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you that, and this is going to be hard for some people to hear, 99.9% of the people of the music that's sent to me that people have made in the basement is garbage. Mm-hmm. That if I played it on the radio, people would would change the channel. Sadie's song that she sent, I was like, this is Wow. I mean, it's it's good. It's a well put together mm-hmm. song. She sounds, she sings great. The production values, that's half the battle too. Like I can't play something on the radio that sounds like it was recorded with a Walkman mm-hmm. in a bathroom. I just yeah. I can't. Yeah. Sadie's music sounded professionally done, musically fantastic, uh, lyrically wonderful. It was catchy. And I was like, uh, heck yeah, I can play this. So we played Sadie Fine here on Q108 and we have uh, in the past. Much like Haven Madison, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, we were lucky enough that when she got on American Idol, you know, her dad is, is someone that we know in the community. And I'm like, do you happen to have a copy of that song laying around somewhere? You know, because he's got a recording studio in yeah. the house, a professional recording studio, not a Walkman in a bathroom. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it's it's so cool to see these young, talented musicians yeah. and give them a chance to you know hear their songs. And and uh, and I'll tell a listener something. This is an interesting thing about Ryan. You know, when I listen to music, I listen for what I like. Right. You know, for right. what I what I find mm-hmm. in, engaging that grabs my my attention. Ryan is able to listen to a song and say that is a hit, or listen to a song and say that's garbage. It's not going to be played anywhere because it doesn't have a hook. It doesn't, you know, you, you, you recognize what a good song is not And and I don't know how connected that is to what you personally like or don't like. Not at all. But I I remember like you were playing for me a couple years ago, something from the weekend. Yeah. And you were like, this is really cool. And I was just like, I don't know. That doesn't do anything for me at all. 
And then like, you know, a couple weeks later, it it's was like a song of the year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. I played blinding lights for Chris like weeks of our, like weeks before it started hitting. And Chris like, I don't know. It sounds like an eighties retread. Yeah. And all yeah. of a sudden it's the biggest song ever. No, it, and it comes to And listen, there are great musicians in Clarksville. Local, we have a strong local music scene. They're just not at the point in their journey yet mm-hmm. when they're ready for mass appeal, they've got to earn their stripes. They've got to, they've got to craft their sound. They've got to figure out what they want to be. Right? right. And a lot of times too, and this is what makes people stick out. This is what makes Haven Madison stick out. What makes Sadie fine stand out. They have a unique sound mm-hmm. like Sadie fine does not sound like she's trying to be Taylor Swift. Yeah. She has a unique voice. That's going to be hard. It is. And a lot of times you will see people that, and there's nothing wrong with playing the local music scene. If that's what brings you joy, there's a whole lot of artists that that's just where they will be. And that's what will bring them joy. And that's fantastic. There's nothing wrong with that. But the ones that rise to the top, it has nothing to do with, you know, who gets paid off or whatever. I mean, there's label stuff involved or whatever, but it's, it's the artists that have a unique sound that I can say, I know, like I can pick out a Haven Madison song without even knowing if it's her. Why? Because she has a unique vocal style. And two, she has a unique, her dad has a very interesting, a very unique instrument style. The -hmm. way he arranges things is Mm -hmm. very unique. I can pick that out right away. Sadie Fine, the same thing. She's got a very unique voice. She's not trying to be something else. She is very much her own person. And that is what's going to make her uh, you know, give her a better chance of being a huge star. There was a, there's a young lady from Clarksville um, that was, that made it kind of big a couple of years ago. And she had the same thing. Um, she had a very unique sound hmm. and that's, that's important. Have that unique sound, have something that's, that's well produced. That sounds good. Um, and then that, who knows? Yeah. 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 But we're so, so proud of Sadie. Yeah. Can't wait to see yeah. What she does. That's awesome. Yeah, so look but for her. What is in the water? Yeah. Like, if I'm the music teacher at Clarksville High, I'm going, yeah. <laughs> Obviously, I'm very good at what I do. Uh, yeah, exactly. I mean, can you imagine yeah, if, if you've had both of those in your music classes? <laughs> <laughs> Have a bunch of gold records on the on the hallway and everything. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. exactly. I've got two students currently. Yeah. Have record deals signed. All right, and for the last story here, Ryan, did we talk about um, Gigi's pan... Uh, Gigi's pancakes. Someone's I'm thinking of G's pancakes. pancakes. I'm thinking of G's pancakes. Yeah, I miss them. Uh, Gigi's pa- uh, cupcakes. We talked about, about a long time ago, and yeah. I remember the story. And correct me if I'm wrong in some of these numbers. So Gigi's cupcakes mm-hmm. was over there by the hospital, right? Yeah, maybe, maybe you don't know. And so <laughs> the guy was like, "Listen, I got some some issues. I can't do this no more. But I love the cupcakes, so I want to make a sweetheart deal to somebody to take over the cupcake place." Yes, by the hospital. Right. And it was like, okay, good. And he was like, <laughs> you give me $20,000 and and some muffins, and I will give you said said franchise. Mm-hmm. And you can just go ahead and you can bake muffins till you can't, or cupcakes till you can't bake cupcakes anymore. Mm-hmm. And so you kind of knew with a deal like that, it wasn't going to take long for somebody to jump on that. Yeah, yeah. And somebody did. Um, Tyler and Trisha Cruz um, learned about the closing and were interested in pursuing it. I wonder it, so where they, they learned about it. I Most likely on ClarksvilleNow.com. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, so they have bought it and um, they are going to be uh, making some uh, cupcakes and selling them to people as soon as they get out of the hospital 
from having an, you know, a high blood pressure for me. Too many <laughs> now that's one of those jobs that sounds fantastic, right? Yeah. It sounds like, man, we're going to be around cupcakes. This is going to be great. I love cupcakes. Mm-hmm. But if you're around cupcakes all the time, oh yeah, I at know. some point you're going to get real sick of cupcakes. Oh yeah. You're going to be like, <sighs> have you ever worked a uh, food service? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Stuff? What, yeah. What, what did you get too sick of? I got sick. Well, I didn't get too sick. I got sick of the job. I, I worked at a pizza place and they made me clean the mixer every night. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, I hated doing that. Oh, yeah. So I was off of pub pizza for a while. Yeah, yeah. What did you get sick of? Uh, my, for me, it was uh, Baskin Robbins ice cream. You couldn't handle the basket. 31 was, flavors was too much for was, you. Yeah. I mean, and that actually probably was part of the key. I never quite got sick of it, but you know, like I would try I was a poor college student. So I would right. like make a meal out of the healthiest ice cream I could find. <laughs> So if there was like some butter pecan, well, that has nuts in it, you know? Um, I was just trying to find the most substantial ice cream I could get. The peanut butter, you know, that had some protein in it. The, 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 uh, a peanut butter ribbon going some, through. Some college kid going to Baskin Robbins going like, hmm, what is the healthiest option with this ice cream right here? I'm going to go with the butter pecan because there's pecans in there. Yeah, with a substantial waffle cone, you know? Right. <laughs> but um, but I also worked uh, the thing I really got sick of, and to this day I'm still just turns me a little bit is uh, Taco Bell. Yeah. I worked at Taco Bell for all of about a week, and um, it's too much for you, huh? It was my job to stir the meat. You're the meat stir, the vat yeah. of meat. <laughs> I think they've since moved on. I don't think you can be oh. the meat stirrer anymore at Taco Bell. Yeah. Just like a big old like <laughs> ore like thing, and just stirring this huge vat of meat like friggin. Witches and Macbeth. There's, there's. I just I want everyone to picture just young Chris Smith <laughs> stirring a vat of of Taco of Taco Bell meat with yeah. an oar, yeah, and just yeah. hoping that someday he'll be on some podcast that 300 people listen to, <laughs> telling stories about whatever yeah. and hanging out with groups of people that complain about the architecture downtown and living the dream, <laughs> living the dream. That's right. <laughs> no, that's great. I mean, hey. This is I I knew when that story came out, I was like, this is a great, like idiot proof, mm-hmm. like like I don't want to say idiot proof. No, that's not the right word. Yeah. A, a great way to break into owning a business mm-hmm. that had someone that was willing to help guide you along to pass on the business to you for a minimal investment. Right. So it was like I know a lot of people. I, and I have all the respect in the world for business owners. Mm, you 24 seven hard job. Yeah. Exactly. But you've decided, you know what? I'm going to try and be my own boss. I got all the respect in the world for that. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, this is, was a great opportunity and you knew that it wasn't going to take long before someone yeah. hopped all over that. So when are they going to open back again? Let's see. When are we going to have the first cupcakes from the new cupcake folks? The reopening is scheduled for this Saturday, July 29th. So depending on when you're listening to this podcast. It's already open. Uh, it may already be open. Um, or if you're listening to this on a Saturday, head on over there from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. And uh, enjoy some advice. cupcakes. Can I, give, can I give some advice? Mm-hmm. Cupcake advice. You want to throw some advice in on this? Uh, I don't know. Okay. I don't know what kind of advice okay, you're going to so be throwing. I just want, if they're listening, because we know they got their info from ClarksonNow.com. Um, so what I, I do whatever you do, right? Do what the previous owner told you to do. But I think you need to have an option, a less frosting option. Hmm. I think there, there's, there's become a trend with cupcakes that there's too much frosting on the darn thing. Mm-hmm. Like when you have equal frosting to cake, I understand it's luxurious, but it gets to be a too, too much. So 
they need to have like the the short like like have a short version so where you'd have like the, i want the dipsy doodle cupcake short they could give it to you with a little bit less icing on it hmm, interesting idea it gets to be too much frosting yeah, it's overwhelming but, uh, but see the thing is if you get too much frosting you can always just take a little off the top but if you don't get enough frosting, you can't just magically add more frosting to your cupcake, you know, so you're going to feel kind of ripped off. So I, I think you should just settle for the, the frosting I'm you've got. I'm trying to give an idea. too much, then just take some off and throw it in the garbage. I will never forget, by the way, um, I was tasked by my wife to make cupcakes. One of the kids had a birthday party at school and I mm-hmm. had to make cupcakes. You made cupcakes? Well, I had to frost them because she had to go do something. And so she's like, okay. frost the cupcakes. And so I frosted the cupcakes the way I've always frosted cupcakes, the way I'm sure your mother frosted cupcakes, the way my mother frosted don't, don't cupcakes. Don't compare your frosting skills to my mother's frosting no, skills, your mom Ryan frosted Fuckelman. the same way my mom did. <laughs> and what was that? You, you take the frosting, and then you get a butter knife or a rubber spatula, right. and you just, kind of, you, just more, you just kind of scoop it on there. Yeah. yeah. Just kind of smear it. Mm-hmm. You smear it. So I smeared like 36 cupcakes with frosting. And I had a lot of frosting left over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you just put a little bit on those smear of the frost. Yeah. She came home, you like a light touch when it comes to the frosting. A delicate touch when it yeah. comes to the frosting. I, my wife got home from wherever she was and she looked at those cupcakes and you would have swore that I had like burned them or, <laughs> you know, the dog ate them or whatever. She's like, what, what did you do? I'm like, I put frosting on the cupcakes. <laughs> She's like, no, you didn't. She wanted me to pipe the icing oh, on to man. take a little piping bag. Oh. And so she scraped had you, all of the frosting had off. Have you ever in all your days picked up a piping bag? No. <laughs> and that's why it's her fault. Exactly. Christina, For, yes. you got to manage expectations here. Listen, wives, <laughs> when you go off to do whatever and you leave your husband in charge of frosting the cupcakes, do not come home expecting a piping bag yeah. to be on the counter. Next, you're going to want a chef's hat. <laughs> Right, right, right. So she scrapes off all the frosting. She gets out a piping bag and a tip, and then she's showing me how to do it. Mm. Like, why do we not just smear that on there? And she goes, well, we can't drop these off at school. What, what are they going to think? think? think it's 1975? <laughs> right, 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 right. And so we, I did not know that we were just moments from disaster. Can you imagine yeah. what people would have said about the Plucklemans? Had yeah. those cupcakes gone to Glen Ellen Elementary School 15 mm-hmm. years ago? I can tell you, the first, thing, first thing that would have come out of Christina's mouth, my husband did this. <laughs> <laughs> they need to have like a little, because you, know, you got you to have something to bring the cupcakes mm-hmm. to school in. There needs to be a container that says husband made. Yeah, so yeah. Like the expectations drop immediately yeah, exactly. when you open it. <laughs> You're lucky you've even got you know any frosting on there at all. And there, there, it's not peanut butter instead of frosting. Exactly. Or, yeah. You should be thankful. Yeah. <laughs> I, I smeared the icing on there. So I'm, I'm pretty sure. I don't know for sure because no one's told me, but I have a feeling that Gigi's cupcakes will not be smearing icing no, on there. I'm piping. looking at photos. These are some very well piped Those are pipes. Uh, cupcakes. That's a piping bag, everybody. Yeah. So those yeah. are the biggest stories in Clarksville this week. And it's your week. Your news, a Clarksville Now original podcast, and thanks for listening, everybody.